Fancy seeing you here. I'm your host, Allie Ray, a serial entrepreneur and mom who loves building brands and raising babies. This is a podcast about being on brand and in season in every facet of your life. Each week, we dive into topics around business and brand development while sprinkling some hard-earned life lessons in there too. So if you love a good brand and a good breakdown, buckle up and come along with me as I sort of seamlessly switch between major life roles in an attempt to fulfill all the life dreams of a type A Enneagram 3 millennial small business owner who wants to help other entrepreneurs and raise good humans. This is The Allie Ray Haney Show. Welcome back to another episode of the Allie Ray Haney Show. Today, we're going to be talking about something that it feels like is talked about a lot in terms of being preached at you that you need to do it, but there's not a lot of resources out there about how exactly to do it and do it well. And so what we're talking about today is how to stay consistent on social media. Social media gets a bad rap, and I totally understand why. There's so much comparison. There's so much imposter syndrome that you can feel when you're scrolling through your social media. But I want to encourage you to view social media specifically as a place for you to work if you are an entrepreneur. Don't go on there to doom scroll yourself into oblivion. Instead, just look at it as a platform or platforms where you go to conduct business. And so let me back up and and tell you what I define as social media first. That's a good starting point. So Instagram, Facebook, TikTok, Pinterest, LinkedIn, Twitter, or X, whatever you want to call it, threads, YouTube, Snapchat, all of those programs that have some sort of sense of community where you are putting something out into the world in order to receive feedback back is what I would consider social media. I want to encourage you, though, for social media not to be your only form of marketing, because oftentimes a lot of us, and by us, I mean entrepreneurs, rely so heavily on social media as our only marketing tactic because it's free. Absolutely. I think it's a huge resource and a resource that we need to take advantage of because it wasn't given to people, you know, that that started their business prior to social media but we don't want it to be the only thing that we rely on. I'm going to preach to you over and over and over again that that's not something that we own. If Instagram and Facebook, if Meta went down tomorrow, our beautiful, curated, consistent grids, we wouldn't be able to access them. That Facebook community that you've so beautifully built, if you have one, we wouldn't have access to that. So we want to make sure that we're not putting all of our marketing eggs in the social media basket because we don't have that much control over it. It might feel like you do, but you don't. So all that to say is the main piece of advice that I see around social media marketing is to pick one platform from the beginning and do that platform really, really well. One thing that I feel like that piece of advice overlooks though, is that you have to pick the platform where your ideal clients will most likely be. So there's obviously a difference between B2B and B2C marketing, B2B being business to business, like my business. I am an entrepreneur who has a small business who's trying to sell to other businesses or business owners versus B2C or business to consumer. So I'm, uh, before I had my brand development business, my, 
my business was a wedding photography and branding photography business. So with the wedding photography arm of it, I was selling as a small business and small business owner to consumers who were not other business owners. They were people, civilians. So that's the first thing. Are you B2B or are you B2C? Because where are those types of clients that you'll sell to are going to be in really different places. Next, if you are B2C, there are so many ways to access your different clientele that I want to make sure that you guys are on the right social media to be able to access that person. The user for Instagram is different than the user for Snapchat, is different than the user for TikTok, is different than the user for Facebook, right? There's all very slight differences in the typical demographic that's going to be using each of these types of social media. There's also different functions for each of these social media platforms. Someone who is going on TikTok is not likely going to be using TikTok the same way that they use Facebook. So we want to make sure that you take into consideration what type of marketing you're doing, B2B or B2C, who your ideal client is, their age range, their interests, their behaviors. Are they more likely to consume video or are they more likely to consume carousel posts like on an Instagram where they can scroll and read like we want to put ourselves in our ideal client's shoes and do our best to make it as easy for our ideal client to consume what we're putting out into the world through social media as possible let me give you an example uh that's like a real life example i had a brand development client who is in they they have an HVAC company so HVAC and I did a brand analysis for them and they were targeting clients who own larger estates they mentioned that they do a lot of work in one particular subdivision in their geographical area where there are a lot of C-suite level employees so I encouraged them to get on LinkedIn to find more C-suite level employees that would be in their area. So that's not necessarily a typical place where an HVAC company might market, but I think that could have been a good fit for them because of their ideal client, because that's where their ideal client is going to be hanging out the most. Next, I want to touch on that sort of archaic piece of advice of pick one platform and do it really well. I want to dive into like, what does do it really well mean? Because algorithms, as we all know, they're ever changing. It's impossible, or at least it feels impossible unless you're like, have your finger on the pulse of the Instagram CEO. Like you never know what's coming next. So I'm going to argue that maybe doing it really well actually means just being consistent. So I want to encourage you not to post every day or multiple times a day for a two month period and then set the social media aside and not post for a whole other month and let it die down. Like that's not what we want. Consistency is key. And if I've learned anything in the last seven years of business throughout doing a ton of pivots, throughout changing my ideal client, every single service offering, throughout changing my marketing process, one thing that I found is that if you stay consistent, you will at least see slow growth. You might not see overnight growth, but you will see slow growth. So with that being said, I want to explore some ways to be consistent on social media. So now we're not just figuring out the what, we're figuring out the how to actually do it. 
First, let's talk about creating goals around having a routine with social media. And routine, by definition, of course, is a sequence of actions regularly followed, which means consistent. Some strategies to stay consistent are creating a goal surrounding the amount of posts you'd like to make per week or per month. By doing this, it's a little bit easier to feel like social media, which often feels like that nagging thing that's never fully done. It can never be checked off your to-do list. It makes it feel a little bit more like, okay, I've written my X amount of posts for the week. I'm going to check this off until next week. Your routines, they don't just have to be weekly or monthly though. I find that I'm more motivated to sit down and plan out social media if I know each post for the most part is part of a bigger strategy. One of the routines I like to keep is one that I learned from Ashlyn Carter of Ashlyn Writes. She is a sales copywriter and she coined this phrase called champagne campaign. Now, I am vastly paraphrasing her definition and explanation of this phrase, so if you want the nitty-gritty details, I encourage you to look up her YouTube channel where she drops weekly knowledge that's like always, always, always packed full of golden nuggets. I'm also going to link to the blog post specifically of hers that's about the champagne campaigns in the show notes, but like I said, a paraphrased version of what a champagne campaign is, is it's one hard sales period per quarter. So she has four a year or a a launch once every three months. And this could be any type of launch. It could be you're launching a a new website or a rebrand. It could be a launch for a new service offering or an existing service offering that you're having a sales promotion on for that specific time period. It could be for a new course or a course that you're pulling out of the vault. Literally anything that you want to sell, that can be the purpose of the champagne campaign. But you take that heavy sales period of the champagne campaign and you work backward from there to prime your audience with content that is associated with the topic of that launch. So it's kind of like agitating their needs and getting them primed to hear about what you're about to sell. How many weeks prior to that champagne campaign do you want to start priming your audience that's up to you but i typically aim for four to six weeks prior to that hard sales period each of those weeks i'm creating a hero piece of content which is a highly valuable very actionable piece of content the goal for this content is to bring in new people to my brand's ecosystem and from that hero piece i then make three to five smaller pieces of content for social media. So it's kind of like a big umbrella. That hero piece is going to bring people in. And then the smaller pieces of content that I pull, like the little nuggets that I pull from that is going to be sprinkled across my social media. So in the past, my hero content has always been housed on my blog. So anytime I have, you know, a a big piece of hero content, that's the first place I would post it. However, with the start of the podcast, I am anticipating my hero content being migrated over to the podcast so that people can listen to it first, and then it'll stream down to my blog and finally to social media. So now let's step back and take a look at the quarter as a whole. So I have this heavy sales period one week, which is my champagne campaign, plus six weeks worth of hero content, which gives me six podcast episodes six blog posts, and anywhere from 18 to 30 pieces of social media content, depending on whether I'm taking out three pieces of social media content from each of those uh, those hero pieces or four or five. That already feels like a huge weight 
off of my shoulders because I haven't even begun planning the topics yet, but I already have the strategy in place. And that's so helpful so that it guides the content creation part of the process, which is what we'll dive into next. Don't know where to start with email marketing? Not tech savvy, but still want pretty emails for your subscribers? Then Flowdesk is your answer. One of my favorite parts about Flowdesk is that it's really beautiful for both the business owner and the client. The client sees well-designed, eye-catching emails that actually makes them look forward to you popping into their inbox, but also on the back end, it's really easy to create funnels and segment customers. This was what I was most intimidated about when first starting an email list and Flowdesk took care of all of that. If you'd like 50% off your first year subscription to Flowdesk, simply go to allyrayhaney.com slash Flowdesk to sign up and get your email list started today. Content creation is probably the bane of most entrepreneurs' existence. Oftentimes it feels like we are no longer an entrepreneur or small business owner. It just feels like we are a content creator because we're just pushing out so much stuff. But because most of the time, like social media planning goes like this. 8 a.m. I get on my phone. I've got to, I remind myself I've got to post to social today. I open up the app. I scroll for 10 minutes and then I'm like, ugh, I don't know what to post. I'll do this later today when I have more time to think about it. And then lunchtime hits, we revisit social. We have another scroll. I feel like half the day is already gone anyway. So you'll catch the evening crowd instead and post then. And then the evening comes, you're making dinner, you still have that looming post nagging, hanging over your head. And you're like, well, the day's pretty much over, so I'll just post tomorrow. And then the next day starts all over again, which ultimately leads to like a month with no posting. That's exactly what we don't want. That's the opposite of consistent. So even with the strategy and guidance that using the champagne campaign method provides, there are still times that you'll need filler content. So when you need filler content, that's when a concept like having content buckets comes in really handy. How I explain content buckets to my clients is I tell them to imagine one of those mind maps you used to have to do like in elementary school. One of those that like you start with the big idea and then you have subtopics surrounding that idea. It's kind of like a flow chart almost. And that's what I want your content buckets to look like. First, let's come up with four to five main topics that are relevant to your ideal client and your brand. And from those four to five main topics, you'll then come up with four to five subtopics for each main topic. And this will give you a framework to pull from whenever you sit down to actually plan the hub and the hygiene content for your brand. The hub content can be like a series or a common recurring like piece of content that you put out. And I'll touch more on that in a second. So if that doesn't make sense, hold hold fast for me. Then there's hygiene content and hygiene content is the upkeep content. It's probably not going to capture the attention of a cold lead like a hero piece of content would, but it's going to nurture the warm leads that you already have and turn them into actual clients. This type of content is necessary whenever a champagne campaign is not actively occurring because remember champagne campaigns last anywhere from well, the sales period is just one to maybe two weeks. And then the pre-launch period is anywhere from four to six weeks. So total, you would have eight weeks of content there if you're on the higher ends of those scales. And there are 12 weeks and a quarter. So that means that we still have time to fill in those gaps. And our goal is obviously not to go silent during those remaining four to six weeks within that quarter. 
Content buckets also help so that creating social media content doesn't always feel so salesy all the time. I am not the kind of person that loves to do sales, so I don't want the vast majority of my content to be overtly pushing sales down someone's throat, especially because for those of my clients who really want a personal brand, I always have a content bucket that represents their personal life so that they can sprinkle that content throughout. I just encourage that when they come up with those personal topics that they'd like to speak about, that I want it to be the parts of their personality that their ideal client is going to identify with so that we can strategically place those and attract the clients that we want to work with. Okay, as promised, let's touch back on the hub content. I mentioned that you can create a series of some type in your social media. I absolutely love this method of content creation because it makes it easier to plan and execute social media posts, but it also establishes a familiarity with your audience. What I mean by that is if slash when you find a series that resonates with your ideal client, your brand can then become known for that series. So let me give you an example. If you're a wedding vendor, I work with lots and lots of people in the wedding industry. You could have a series of posts called Wedding Tip Wednesdays, where you post a tip about wedding planning every Wednesday. You could use this not only for social media marketing, but you can also use it as a means to network with other local vendors by creating vendor spotlights as part of your Wedding Tip Wednesday and tagging local vendors so that they can share it with their audience as well. You're showing value to the client, you're showing value to your network, and you're marketing yourself as a team player, which on a wedding day, that's exactly what you want. Let me give you another example because this is like my bread and butter. I absolutely love creating strategic social media content or marketing content as a whole for my clients. And one of my clients has a luxury hair bow company. So one series that she could do is to come up with an LTK post, I don't not very good at explaining what LTK posts are, but essentially think of it as like a collage that you would see on Pinterest with different items for purchase. In this case, we would use that LTK post to post different outfits or styles that you could use in conjunction with the hair bows that she sells. Now, the best part about this is not only is it strategic in that her ideal client, of course, wants to know how to style their bow once they purchase it, but she can also promote clothing that she has affiliate codes for. If she made this a weekly series, it would serve so many purposes. It would serve as easy content creation for her. It would be helpful to her ideal client who's trying to curate outfits around the accessories that she's buying from her. And it allows her to have a secondary slash more passive income stream. Win, win, win. Now that you have a series or two in mind that you might like to execute for your brand, And let's make a few cohesive on-brand Canva graphics that you can use consistently. Some of the ways that I use Canva graphics on my social media is when I showcase like a client testimonial, I'll have one specific graphic that I use and I just swap in, of course, the testimonial itself, as well as a headshot of the client that gave that testimonial. Regardless, however, it's still in my brand colors, still in my brand fonts, still consistent with my feed. Okay. So at this point we have strategy and plan in place but we still have to execute. And one thing I highly encourage you to do is to create a brand voice slash messaging document. This brand voice slash messaging document is going to have a list of repeated words, phrases, and stories that you want to represent your brand. 
This might seem really silly and kind of overkill, but consistency truly is key when we're trying to convert those warm leads into paying clients. We want them to be familiar with you and we want them to trust you, especially if you're selling a high ticket offer or a highly personal service like wedding photography, like brand development and brand analysis, like people are trusting you with their wedding day memories or people are trusting you with their entire business. They're going to need to know, like, and trust you in order to be able to do that. An example in my own business is that one of the words I repeat over and over and over again is consistent and consistency. To me, it feels like one of those words that I've said so many times that I can't quite comprehend its meaning anymore, but you need to find a few of those types of words in your business and use them. Another example of a story that I tell over and over again is my background in teaching. And like many of the entrepreneurs that I work with, they never went to school to be formally taught how to run a business. This is a common piece of my identity that I have with my clients that we can bond around, which makes them like, know, and trust me just a little bit more. So I encourage you to sit down, come up with at least two to three words, two to three phrases, and two to three stories that you can tell and retell that your ideal client will identify with. Have you guys seen the meme that says, were you a pleasure to have in class or were you really the type A oldest daughter with an undiagnosed anxiety disorder? Well, that's me. But the words in that statement I really like to focus on are pleasure and type A. And one thing that brings me pleasure as a type A woman is goal planning and achieving. Since 2017, I've been using this incredible goal planner called Power Sheets, made by a company called Cultivate What Matters. It's a completely comprehensive, standalone resource that walks you through the prep work to identify which areas of your life you want to focus on for the year. I use this goal planner for both my personal and professional goals, and my favorite part is that it walks you through how to break down those big goals into small, actionable steps to execute throughout the year. A few goals I've achieved by using this planner are sending annual birthday cards to my friends, creating a schedule to meal plan and purchase groceries, and going through an entire service offering pivot within my business. So if you're looking to become more goal-focused and task-minded, PowerSheets are a great tool to get you there. Head to the Cultivate What Matters website at cultivatewhatmatters.com and use code AllieRayHaney for 10% off at checkout. All right, now back to the episode. From there, I then want you to determine a routine because remember, routines are inherently consistent and we want you to have a routine that works for you so you can create all this content we just talked about. Batch creation absolutely will be your best friend so that it isn't 6 p.m. every evening and you're standing over the stove stirring pasta sauce, opening your phone thinking, damn, I haven't posted to the social today. Instead, create a routine that works for you where you sit down and create a specific time frame worth of content. I've tried so many different time frames. I've tried creating a week's worth of content at a time, two weeks, a month. And after testing all of these, I've found that my personal sweet spot is two weeks. I know I can sit down and create two weeks worth of content, usually within maybe three hours without getting sidetracked or getting bored. And although we've like planned out so much in terms of the champagne campaign and the content leading up to that, sometimes life just happens and plans have to change. And there's nothing more frustrating than already having like a month or two worth of content planned out for all that to be thrown out the window. So all of that to say two weeks is my personal sweet spot. And I encourage you to find yours and what works for your life and your business. Okay, let's recap as we conclude this episode about staying consistent with your social media. First, find where your ideal client is hanging out on social. 
Next, brainstorm which four champagne campaigns. And again, shout out to Ashlyn Carter for this concept. This is not my original concept. But figure out what those four champagne campaigns you want to execute are this year. Then you can create your content bucket flowchart, which I actually have a freebie for down in the show notes. It is a customizable Canva template, so you can customize it to your business and keep that on your desktop for easy access. And from those content buckets, then determine a series that could work for your brand. Then I want you to bring together your brand voice and messaging guide with all those repeated words, phrases, and stories for your brand. And finally, create a sustainable routine in terms of batch creating content that works for your life and your business. Just like with many things in business, the setup portion of this strategy, is going to take a little bit of time and legwork, but once it's set up, it honestly makes staying consistent so much easier. Another great thing is that if slash when you are ever ready to hand off your social media or your digital marketing, it allows for such a more seamless transition from you doing it all as you're handing it over to the person who you're outsourcing it to. As always, I hope this was helpful as you build your brand and your business. Can't wait to catch up next Wednesday, but until then, keep dreaming, keep creating, and remember, your brand is your story. Let's tell it together. As my son would say, did it. You just completed another episode of the Ali Ray Haney show. If you found this helpful, please rate review and subscribe to help others find this show. And so you never miss an episode. Take a look at the show notes for all the resources mentioned in today's episode. Let's continue the conversation over in my private Facebook group, the Ali Ray Haney show insiders. See you next Wednesday. And as always, I'm here cheering you on as you build your dream brand and business. Oh,